Okay, this one's ready. Let me get this one ready. Do you know what love 
mother dropped something in the kitchen, but I didn't dare take my eyes off Tommy. Tommy pointed to Grounds. Do you want to fuck your teddy bear? I had heard some kids in school talking about fucking, but I didn't have a clear understanding of what it was yet, so I just shook my head. Palms sweaty. Tommy looked confused. But you just said you loved Grounds. So you don't love him? My mother took a step toward us, but her hands balled into fists, but kept her mouth sealed shut, her lips a thin white line. I, I guess I don't love him then, I stammered, feeling Tommy's hand tighten on my thigh. Tommy placed the other hand on the back of my head. Why don't you give him a little kiss? See what you think, yeah? I felt embarrassed and humiliated just at the thought, my cheeks burning. I tried to chuckle like I thought it was a joke, but Tommy slowly pushed my head towards the bear. Go ahead, son. Don't be afraid. He coached. I could feel tears brimming in my eyes as he guided my mouth towards my bear, and I gently kissed its nose, turning away immediately. Do it again, Tommy whispered. Show him how much you love him. Sniffling, tears rolling down my face. I held up growls and planted a few kisses on his worn nose. My face was flushed and my heart was racing. I felt foolish and absolutely terrified. Tommy's hand like a vice grip on the back of my head, urging me on. Lick him a little, Tommy whispered in my ear. I suddenly jerked my head and threw growls across the room, openly sobbing now. I don't love him. I hate him. I hate him. I covered my face, ashamed, hands shaking. I pulled myself into a ball and lay there, sobbing. I felt Tommy get up next to me and turn to my mother. It sounds like he's learned his last lesson. I'd be proud of him if I were you. He's a man now. I looked up at him through tear-soaked eyes. His eyes sparkled. It took five years. He suddenly leaned down and cupped his mouth over my ear. His voice was cold glass, his breath like hot fire. Your little ones will get five years as well, Spence. And with that, he looked at my mother one last time and walked out the door. My mother rushed and took me in her arms, comforting me as I cried. Tommy never returned to our home. Time passed and I grew up. I grew up always expecting Tommy to show up again, come barging through our front door, but he never did. The years faded and some of the horror and pain began to fade as well. We were never the same, though. How could we be? My mother was a shell of the woman she used to be. The mental torture she'd undergone had broken something inside of her. She, she'd never regain. But God, she loved me and tried to heal the nightmares of those five years. A full year passed before my mother dared ask Megan's mom if Tommy was gone from their home as well. He was. The neighborhood was free. Impossibly, unbelievably free from the monster that had terrorized us for five awful years. Never understood what Tommy's final words were to me, what they meant, until it was too late. When I turned 25, I married Megan. A year later, we were expecting. You've heard the rest from my poor son. God forgive me for having children. God forgive me. Well, that was my father, 
Jenkins. He told me that he wasn't going to make it to Stephanie's for Sunday lunch tomorrow. He sounded tired, worn, but he always sounded like that. I couldn't blame him. I felt the same exhaustion myself. We had carried it with us for years. The memories we had, the nightmares we survived. He told me mom wanted to go away, maybe to the mountains for a while. She wasn't doing well these days either. It seemed like every week she was trying a new medication. The nights were the worst. My father had quietly admitted this to me. The tossing, the turning, the fierceful glances at the door, jumping at every sound. For my father and I, the passage of time wasn't enough to erase the fear that was seared into our minds like a brand. Stephanie seemed to be doing the best out of the four of us. She was happily married, and her baby twins were almost three months old now. She named them Jack and Jill. She thought it was cute. It was. Her husband, Lewis, was a good guy, and he took care of them. A selfless, strong man who put his children and wife before all. I sat in the darkness of my apartment, glancing at the clock. It was almost 11. I thought about retiring for the night, but instead got up and poured myself a shot of rum. I downed it without even thinking, and let the heat settle my worn mind. I went to take a piss and heard my phone ringing from where I'd left it on the couch. Zipped up my pants and went back to pick it up. I expected it to be my father again. It was Stephanie. Why is she calling this late? I thought to myself, immediately going into full alert. I placed the cell to my ear. Uh, hello? Steph? It was silent for a few minutes. Something rubbing against the speaker. Then my sister's voice trickled through the line, terrified and thin. My brow furrowed. Yeah, I'm here. Is everything okay? More heavy breathing, then a thick whisper. Matt, he's here. The line went dead. My heart began to race, fear suddenly roaring in the silence. I stood in the darkness, phone pressed to my head, eyes glowing red. No, no, Jesus Christ, please, no, not yet. I immediately redialed Stephanie, but it went to voicemail. As I placed the phone down on the counter, I realized my hands were shaking. I poured myself another shot of rum and threw it back. I began to pace, trembling in the dark, mind spinning. It was everything I'd feared, but it was too soon, way too soon. Fuck! I screamed, throwing the glass against the wall, hysteria splitting my mind. Fuck, 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 fuck! I collapsed on the couch and tried calling Stephanie again. It rang once. Twice. Exactly what's going on? Are you okay? There was no response. But I could hear something in the background. Muffled and urgent. Tears were forming in my eyes. Jesus, Steph, please tell me you're okay. Then a voice, like cold silk. Hello, Matt. Oh, it has been some time, hasn't it? Recognition blasted through my mind like an icy wind, swirling through the depths of my mind and ripping apart every horror I'd ever experienced. Bile lurched in my stomach, and sweat broke out across my forehead. Voice trembling. I asked in a whisper. Tommy? <laughs> the line went dead. I stood up, clawing at my hair, vomit threatening my throat. No, 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 this was not happening, God, please. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I 
couldn't stop shaking. The voice on the phone opening up years of suppressed nightmares, tearing the chains and shattering the locks. I collapsed on my knees and vomited onto the floor, unable to hold it back anymore. I stared at nothing. Bloodshot eyes blinking rapidly. Five more years. No! I screamed, pounding the floor with a fist. I got to my feet and snatched the keys from the countertop. Stephanie only lived a couple of miles away. I wasn't going to let this happen. Not again. I slammed the car into park. Stephanie's house was lit up like a distress beacon, but the drapes were drawn across the front windows. I couldn't see any signs of movement, no shadows, nothing. I wrung my hands, racking my brain. What exactly was I going to do? What was the plan here? I just knew I had to do something. I wasn't going to let my sister's family suffer like ours did. What about Lewis? He would have no idea what was going on. He would fight back and... Oh no. Taking a deep breath, I opened the car door. The cool night air hitting my face like a splash of water. My sister's street was dark. The quaint line of single-story homes lining the road like blacked-out bricks. Except for Stephanie's. Rubbing my hands on my pant legs, I approached the front door. Heart hammering in my chest like a wild drum. My throat was dry, and a voice in my head screamed to just go back home. But I couldn't. Not until I knew Stephanie and her family were okay. Maybe I could... Maybe I could... Fuck, maybe... Maybe I could what? I was just standing before the front door. I ran a hand across to my forehead and then knocked. It sounded like gunshots in the night. I pressed my ear to the door but couldn't hear anything through the thick wood. As I raised my fist to knock again, the lights in the house went out. I pounded on the door now, terror and urgency detonating in my chest like a bomb. Steph? Stephanie, it's me, Matt. Please, open the door if you can. Suddenly, I heard a deadbolt turn. I stepped back and the door creaked open, breath rushing from my lungs like a discarded balloon. Two blue eyes shined from the darkness like glowing crystals of fire. And then a voice, smooth as cream. A little late for a visit, don't you think, Matt? Staring into those burning blue eyes, hearing my name from his foul lips, it took everything I had to keep standing. Where's Stephanie and the babies? Where's Lewis? I finally choked out, frozen on the front steps, unable to look away from his eyes gazing at me from the black. We're all here, just getting... Reacquainted? Lewis wasn't very welcoming. What have you done? I hissed. <laughs> Suddenly, the lights in the house went on and his eyes in the door melted into a face and head and body. A shock of horrific memory rocketed through me, almost sending me to my knees. Tommy Taffy looked exactly how I'd remember him all those years ago. A small nub jutting out from his face where his nose should have been. The eerie strip of seamless white where his eyes should have been. And his ever-glowing blue eyes. So intense they threatened to drown me. His perfect, impossibly flawless skin gleamed in the light, reminding me of soft plastic. Tommy pulled the door open, gesturing inside with his hand. You came to see your sister, didn't you? From my place on the steps, I could see directly into the kitchen. Lewis was slumped on the floor, motionless by the table. Stephanie was next to him weeping, clutching his still body. She looked towards the door and saw me, her eyes widening, desperation shaking her voice. Matt, Matt, help us, please. 
the agony stretched across her face tore me apart tears blooming in my eyes i went to push past tommy but he grabbed my shoulder stopping me ah, ah, ah. you saw your sister no need to get involved tommy said his grip like an iron clamp digging into my collarbone i turned to tommy one foot in the house please leave them alone haven't you taken enough from our family it's time for you to go Matt. tommy said pushing me back outside Stephanie wailed, screaming my name from her place beside Lewis. I tried to step around Tommy, desperation racking my voice. Please, just... I was cut off as Tommy suddenly stepped forward and grabbed me by the throat. He slammed me against the side of the house, never releasing his grip. His face was inches from mine, his voice like burning coals, but his face remained calm. I told you to go. Don't make it worse for them. This isn't about you anymore. <laughs> gasped as he released me, slumping to my knees in the dewy grass. I watched helpless as Tommy went back inside and slammed the front door. The lights in the house went out. I sat in the dark in my apartment, the bottle of rum beside me almost as empty as my gaze. The sun was rising, a soft pink glow tickling the horizon through the window. I hadn't slept. My imagination running rampant. I couldn't let Stephanie live through this, not again, not for another five years. Time had taken the abominations of our childhood from my sister, Tommy entering our lives at an age she could still forget. And the twins. He had come back because of the twins, Jack and Jill, to continue his reign of terror through the generations of our family. When would it end? How could it end? The hours offered no solution, the rum burning in my gut, giving no comfort. Suddenly, my cell rang, startling me. I blinked and realized the sun was now burning cheerily through the window. But how long had I been sitting here? My heart jumped as I saw it was Stephanie calling me. I hurriedly answered, Hello? Steph, are you okay? What has he done? My sister's voice was emotionless and flat. Tommy said it was okay for you to come over for lunch. Just like we planned. What did he do to you? I asked. Her voice never changed. He's feeding the twins. Everything is okay. S Steph. I started, but she hung up. I rose and rushed to the bathroom, splashing water over my face. The rum seemed to have no effect on me, my eyes meeting my face in the mirror with surprise and clarity. But that did nothing to dilute the fear that plagued my mind. I raced out of my apartment and into my car. As I drove, I found myself becoming sick. Claws dug into my memory and uprooted the past horrors I'd experienced at the hands of Tommy. I couldn't let Jack and Jill go through that. I couldn't let Stephanie watch her family slowly get torn apart. A couple minutes later, I was parking in front of her house. I anxiously got out of the car and went to the front door where I knocked. Tommy answered, my baby in each arm. Hello, Matt. Good to see you at a more appropriate hour. Come on in. Just seeing him touch the children made my skin crawl and my stomach clench, but I shut my mouth and said nothing. I walked past him. He kicked the door shut behind me, bouncing the babies in his arms and beaming down at them. Oh, beautiful children, aren't they? Tommy said softly, staring down at their faces. But where's my sister? I asked, a trickle of sweat running down my spine like a ghost. As if to answer, Stephanie came walking down the stairs. Her skin was pale and dark bangs hung from her eyes. There was no sign of physical violence, but 
I knew Tommy had other ways to punish people. Lunch is ready, she said, tonelessly. She walked into the kitchen and began setting food on the table. I followed her and then froze. Lewis was slumped over the table, breathing heavily. One side of his face was swollen, closing his left eye. Blood leaked from his mouth onto an empty dinner plate before him. His legs had been broken, his shins and ankles twisting along the sides of the chair, angles that turned my stomach. Upon seeing me, he raised his head, trailing drool and blood from the corners of his mouth. Get this monster out of my house, he whispered to me. Before I had a chance to respond, Tommy was sweeping in behind me, cooing down at the babies. Stephanie was like a zombie, placing the steaming platters of food before us, then sitting in the chair opposite her bleeding husband. Jesus, Lewis, I gasped. We need to get you some help. Come on, I'm taking you to the hospital. Tommy looked up at me from the babies. Matt, sit down and enjoy the food your sister so lovingly made for you. It would be terribly wasteful to ignore such a feast. As if to lead by example, Tommy took a plate at the table, the gurgling, oblivious twins chirping in his arms. He needs help, Tommy, I insisted, terrified of the words coming out of my mouth. Don't be dramatic, Matt. I suddenly slammed my hand down on the table. I'm taking him to the hospital, goddammit! Immediately, I regretted my sudden aggression. The gasoline fire in my chest was doused instantly as Tommy's shining blue eyes met mine. Wordlessly, Tommy stood and handed Jill to Stephanie, who gratefully accepted her daughter. Eyes never leaving me. Tommy took Jack and went to the sink. He turned on the garbage disposal. Horror ripped through my brain like a blazing locomotive. The loud whirring of the blades filled the kitchen and choked the fight from me, replacing it with a furious caution. Get away from there, Lewis screamed, struggling to stand but screaming as his broken legs squirmed against the twisted flesh. Tommy lowered the now-crying Jack towards the black mouth of the garbage disposal, his eyes never leaving me. It would be a tight squeeze, but I think I can get him to fit, Tommy said, his voice like the edge of a knife. I raised a trembling hand. Stop! Stop! Okay, please, please, stop! But Tommy kept lowering the baby, its howling face now inches from the opening. I only need one, Matt. Maybe you'll need a lesson. Maybe you've forgotten how this works. Stephanie was clutching Jill, her eyes bulging from her face, tears silently streaming down her cheeks. No, no, no. I'll do whatever you want. Please, please, just stop. Please. I got down on my knees, voice shaking, my own tears of terror pouring from my eyes. Just don't hurt the baby. Don't hurt Jack. Tommy's eyes bore into my skull, examining my words like they were under a microscope. Finally, he turned and switched off the garbage disposal, handing Jack to Stephanie. I let out a shuddered sigh of relief and shakily got to my feet. Tommy took a seat at the table and pointed for me to do the same. I didn't hesitate. You godless fuck! Lewis spat. Like lightning, Tommy stood and stepped towards Lewis, sliding his hand into the beaten man's mouth to grip his upper jaw. Without slowing, Tommy heaved Lewis out of his chair and threw him face first into the refrigerator. With a dull thud, Lewis's face erupted in a fountain of blood and shattered teeth as his collided with the hard surface. He slid to the floor, leaving bloody trails in his wake. Face like smooth stone, Tommy lifted him by the hair and dragged him to the oven. He pulled the door open and shoved Lewis's head into the crack. Without hesitating, Tommy began to smash his skull between the oven and the door, each blow crushing into his head and splitting his skull. Stop it! Tommy, you're going to kill him! I screamed, leaping across the table. Tommy spun and pointed at the twins, his eyes 
eyes locked with mine, his voice thundering across the kitchen like a summer storm. It's him or the baby. Who's it going to be? I collapsed in my chair, eyes wide, entire body shaking, tears pouring from my eyes, my lips twisting and quivering to form words, but only helpless sobs escaped. The twins were howling and Stephanie clutched them to her chest, weeping, shock washing over her horrified face. I turned away, world rocking, ears filling with screaming and crying, and Tommy's crushing Lewis's head with the oven door. Spittle flew from my lips with each ragged breath I sucked into my lungs, reality bending and darkening. Tommy straightened, panting, observing his work. Blood splatter painted the cabinets and floor, slow trails that oozed like reaching fingers. Stephanie was weeping, eyes squeezed shut, twins mimicking their mother's sorrow. Tommy ran a hand through his hair, exhaling, his eyes meeting mine. He smiled, shaking his head like he couldn't believe it. He turned to Stephanie and motioned for the babies. Give them to me. Clean your husband's mess up. My nails were digging into the tabletop, knuckles white. I couldn't believe the carnage that I had just witnessed, the brutal execution of my brother-in-law. I was shaken to the core, my vision spinning in disbelief. Tommy leaned down and snatched the babies from my sister. Go, put him in the basement for now. Why did she have to do that? Stephanie squeaked between sobs. Tommy began to soothe the twins, shooting a look at my sister. He wasn't right for this family. Now, go clean him up. Tommy walked into the living room motioning for me to follow him. My chair scraped loudly against the floor as I stood, watching my mentally shattered sister begin to drag her husband towards the basement door. Drew leaked from her lips as she whispered loving apologies to the deceased. She was breaking. In a horrified daze, I followed Tommy into the living room, feeling like I was in a dream. I wanted to murder this monster, rip his cancer from my family, but another part of me knew I couldn't. Attempting to do so would just bring more violence. There just had to be a way, though. Tommy had settled the twins and was now watching me. You okay, Matt? I said nothing. My shell-shocked eyes staring into nothing. Tommy nodded. I know this is probably upsetting. That's why I wanted to talk to you in private. I'm worried about your sister. Now she's going to take all of this. I'm worried about how it will affect her parenting. My eyes rose to meet his, my voice incredulous. You... You did this. Tommy ignored my accusation. Matt, I'd like you to stay here with us for a while. Keep an eye on your sister. Help her through this. I'm afraid it's the only chance we have of settling her mind after such a tragedy. Tommy smiled, but there was no humor in it. Careful, Matt. Just leave my sister alone. Get out of her life. I said through crude teeth. I can't do that. Tommy insisted. Not with such beautiful children to be raised. In fact... That's the reason I'm here so early. I couldn't wait any longer. I had to see them. His eyes glowed, twin spotlights cutting into the darkness of my mind. I took a step toward him, whispering, What the fuck are you? <laughs> I stayed with Stephanie that night. It had taken her almost three hours to clean up Lewis, and when she finished, she went up to her bedroom and collapsed. I put the babies to bed after giving them a bottle and stood on the balcony. Staring down into our empty living room, everything felt so wrong. Like I was dreaming. The shocking events that were slowly twisting my life dug into my brain, unearthing every horror that I'd spent years burying. A hand rested on my shoulder. I turned to see Tommy, 
and the light in my sister's bedroom glowing behind him. Go. Be with her tonight. It's important she feels the warmth of a man beside her. It will help ease her husband's passing. I said nothing. Just stared into Tommy's smooth face. Every ounce of me screamed to plunge my fingers into his eyes. Tommy pushed me towards Stephanie's bedroom. Go. Wordlessly. I walked down the hall and into my sister's bedroom. I shut the door behind me and went to sit on the bed. Stephanie was under the covers, staring at the ceiling through bloodshot eyes. Her skin was pale and heavy bags dripped down her face. I didn't know what to say, so I said nothing. I laid down next to her and turned off the lamp. I blessedly heard the shallow breath of sleep beside me. Good, I thought. Let her mind have a few hours of peace. The deep hours of the night snuck up on me, but I barely even noticed. My mind refused to shut down. Ideas and possible ways out circling my exhausted head like water circling a drain. I only need one of them. I examined those words, wringing out every possible meaning and scenario they could represent. I didn't like what I found. I glanced at my sleeping sister next to me, her suffering apparent even in slumber. My heart screamed for her and I felt my eyes well up. She didn't deserve this. Not again. Not for another five years. I couldn't watch that. I, I, I couldn't let that happen. What was I willing to do to save her? What kind of person would I have to become? How could I possibly live with myself if I... If I did what the darkness whispered? You know how to save her. Something chuckled from the black. Tommy made a mistake tonight. Or was it? Maybe he's testing you. Either way, you know you can't continue like this. You can't live knowing your dear sister is breaking. I covered my face in the dark. Tears staining my face. What kind of person would I be? At some point in the night, I became aware of something by the bedroom door. I turned my head and saw Tommy watching us through a crack in the door. His blue eyes illuminating the darkness to cast a soft glow across his smiling face. I shivered and turned away. It was hours before I felt his gaze leave me. I woke to a scream. I bolted upright, sleep leaving me in an instant. I didn't remember falling asleep, but the dark gloom from the window told me it was late. I glanced at the clock on the bedside and saw it was almost ten. Rain threw itself against the house, a wind slamming angrily against the windows. Another scream shot me out of bed. It was Stephanie. I looked at the empty bed and my heart began to race. I sprinted out of the room into the hallway. Tommy was marching up the stairs, holding my sister by her hair. She was grasping at his wrists, tears running down her face in agony as he shook her, screaming down into her face. When will you learn? He howled, never slowing his pace. My heart crawled up to my throat and sickness boiled in my stomach. What happened? Tommy, let her go! Still dragging my sister, Tommy ascended to the top of the stairs. He reached out and palmed my face, throwing me hard against the far wall. Stars exploded in my vision as my head bounced off the sheetrock, sending me to my knees. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I wasn't calling anyone, I promise! Stephanie howled as Tommy pulled her towards her bedroom. The police can't help you! Matt can't help you! Only I can help you! Tommy snarled. He threw her across the room onto the bed and turned back to me. Fury stretched his face and burned in his eyes. Your sister needs another lesson. He growled before slamming the door and locking it. I crawled to my feet, racing to the door. I jiggled the handle and pounded on the wood, screaming, begging from the side. I heard something crash and then my sister's voice arced and rose, reaching almost an animalistic height of hysteria. Tommy, stop it, please. Leave her, leave her alone. 
I cried, slamming myself against the door. It didn't bulge, and my sister continued to howl. I spun in the hallway, clawing at my hair, eyes wide. Fuck! Fuck! My heart motored in my chest, and my whole body shook. A sense of maddening helplessness and anguish threatening to overwhelm me. Stop this! My mind screamed. You have to stop this! I pounded the wall, tears rolling down my face. No, 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 no! She still has a chance. She can recover from this plague. Do something before it's too late. My mind held. Breath hit. My throat. My sister's scream echoing and crushing into my skull. I turned to the twins' room. I squeezed my fist tighter. Worlds blurring. Your soaked eyes and went in. Jack and Jill sniffling in their cribs, staring up at me with confused, scared expressions. I looked down at them, sobbing, placing my forehead against Jill's crib. No, 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 no. I wept. Please, please. I righted myself and reached down, stroking her soft cheek. Snot bubbled from my nose, face a wet mess of agony and mental devastation. So sorry, little one, I whispered, Stephanie's shrieks collapsing my willpower. But you can't understand the pain your mother is going through, <laughs> what she'll have to endure. I love you and Jack with all of my heart, but I, I, I love my sister more. I picked up a pillow and placed it over the child's face. Fury reigniting, 
What have you done to the children? I killed your lifeline. Before he could respond, I charged him. I threw my body into his, slamming his against the far wall with a heavy thud. The surprise and pain that rippled across his face fueled my sudden murderous hunger. I grabbed his hair and ripped his face to the side, burying my teeth into his soft throat. He screamed as my jaws snapped shut, my mouth filling with warmth and shredded flesh. I spat a mouthful out as Tommy shoved me back, hand going into his gushing throat. His fingers coated with yellow liquid, pouring down his shirt and chest. I didn't let him recover. I grabbed a lamp and brought it crashing into his skull, bringing him to his knees. I drove a fist under his chin while simultaneously swinging the lamp again, driving the butt directly into his eyes. He howled, falling against the wall. <sighs> Reaching out, desperate, I knelt over him, tossing the lamp aside. My fist thudded into the gaping hole in his throat, summoning new howls of agony. It fueled me, ignited me, filled me with rage. I stood and kicked him in the stomach. He started to crawl towards the door, but I brought a foot down into his spine, causing him to twist and shriek. Keeping my foot on his back, planting, I leaned down, voice like venom. It's over, Tommy. You motherfucker. Even through the obvious pain, his twisted eyes burning with hatred, his voice hoarse. You can't kill me. There are other families. I reached down and gripped beneath both of his hands. But not my family. I pulled back as hard as I could, muscles straining and screaming, howling, thrashing. Tommy's neck bent backwards until the skin of his throat split with a sickening pop. I didn't stop, sweat pouring from my brow, fingers digging into his skin. With a deafening crack, Tommy's spine broke at the base of his neck, and he was still. I collapsed on the floor, gasping, muscles burning. I stared at the motionless body, fresh tears in my eyes. I had done it. I had killed Tommy Taffy. A wave of relief and sorrow rolled through me like a rising tide, hot and cold crashing into each other as the consequences of my actions stabbed into me with needle-thin blades. What have you done? I rushed Stephanie to the hospital, calling the police on the way. I told them an intruder had broken into the house and murdered Lewis and the children. I didn't wait for the questions. My main concern was getting my unconscious sister medical attention. That day, something in me broke. I, something I can never heal or replace. A dark shadow hovers over my soul. A deadly reminder of what I did to save my sister. Guilt and anguish. Those are just words compared to how I feel. I don't know if I'll be able to live with myself much longer, but... I know Stephanie will live. My dear sister. The news of her children's demise rocked her to the bone. I stayed with her through it all. Those long nights in the hospital filled with overwhelming sadness and grief. I told her Tommy had killed them. And it's a lie I'll take to the grave, whenever that may come. And even when the sorrow threatens to kill me, I know, deep down, that Tommy is forever gone from our lives. Because of me. Because, because of what I did. Our family will die free from the shadow of that monster. Something bad's gonna happen. Tommy Taffy. Right about now. <laughs> As a police officer, 
I've seen a lot of things during my time on the Force. A lot of awful, sick things. Things that make you wonder if there's any good left in mankind. Things that I've carried with me for years. Things I'll never forget. I've seen acts of human cruelty that exceed any horror you could conjure. But then there's one incident that stands out above the rest. One that's haunted me for years and has been the cause of many restless nights. An incident that still causes my breath to hitch in my chest at the mere thought of it. Something that terrifies me to this day. The night I met Tommy Taffy. July 24th, 1987. Shit. We got a 911 call over on Tenor Street. My partner, Henry, said, leaning across the driver's seat and opening my door. I steadied the two coffees in my hands and ducked down, sliding behind the wheel. I passed a steaming cup to him and sighed heavily. Great. And here I was hoping we'd have a quiet night. Uh, what are we walking into? The dispatch said a young girl called it in, something about a domestic disturbance. Henry replied, taking a cautious sip. Fantastic. I love getting in the middle of arguing couples. I sighed. I placed my own cup in the holder and flicked on our lights, pulling out of the gas station and roared down the highway. As we drove, I anxiously tapped my fingers against the wheel. We've had dozens of calls like this, but each time I felt my pulse quicken. Domestic disputes meant that one of the parties was out of control. Out of control meant unpredictable, and unpredictable meant dangerous. After a couple of minutes, Henry pointed out into the night. There's Tanner. I spun the wheel. Got it. The road was dark and quiet, a neat line of small houses set on quarter-acre plots. I checked the address and then pulled into the driveway of a small two-story house at the end of a cul-de-sac. I scanned the surrounding houses, searching for curious neighbors. The street was still and empty. I got out of our cruiser, the warm night air caressing my face, and adjusted my hat. Henry mirrored me the opposite side of the car, casting a quick glance my way. I don't hear anything, he muttered, watching the front of the house. The curtains were closed, but we could see lights on. Probably saw the flashing red and blues and shut the argument down. I snorted, walking up the driveway. Henry joined me, and together we marched up to the front door. Do the honors? Henry asked, waving a hand before us. You sure know how to spoil a guy, I said, raising my fist and pounding on the door. Hello? Police! Please open the door, I announced. We paused for a moment as someone moved around inside. The dull thud of footsteps drawing closer. No. Then there was silence. That's Tommy. I thought I could hear someone talking. That's Tommy Tommy. Male voice. He walks like that. Please, please open the door, I repeated, wrapping my knuckles on the wood. More silence, followed by a low, muffled conversation. Finally, the door cracked. A woman peeked out at us, her face flush. Henry tipped his hat. Evening, ma'am. Uh, we've had some complaints about a domestic disturbance. Could you please open the door? Everything is fine here. She breathed, her eyes shifting between the crack to appraise us. Everything's Just fine. leave us alone. We're okay. I placed a hand on the door, my voice stern. Ma'am, can we please speak to the man of the house? Then a voice drifted out from it, cool and controlled almost amused it's all right mary not the man oh shaking God. licking her lips 
the woman stepped back and pulled the door open. We stepped inside and noticed the disarray she was in. Her hair was a mess and her cheeks were red and sweat lined her brow. And she looked absolutely terrified. Henry and I removed our hats and I gave her a reassuring smile as she closed the door behind us. Evening, officers. I turned to look into the living room and for a second, my heart stopped. Sitting in the chair, placed in the middle of the room facing us, was a man. But he wasn't a man. His features were off, almost alien. Mm -hmm. A smile pulled his lips to reveal teeth that weren't teeth. Just a seamless stretch of white filling the space along his lips. Yeah. His nose was just a nub yeah. protruding from the center of his face, and his eyes shined the brightest blue. His skin was perfect, poreless, and without a single blemish. His hair was blonde and cut short, and he crossed his arms over a white t-shirt that read high in a red cartoon font. He immediately reminded me of a doll, but not quite. Seems like we have a slight misunderstanding, the man said, not moving. Henry shot me a look that showed he was just as put off by this man as I was. He cleared his throat and stepped forward. Well, I had a call come in that there was some kind of argument going on here. It's just stopping by to keep the peace, make sure everything's okay. The man smiled wider. Mary and I were having a slight disagreement, nothing to call the police over. And what's your name? I asked. I suddenly couldn't shake this feeling, this cold, creeping finger running along my spine. My name is Tommy Taffy. I placed my hat back on my head. Okay, Tommy, um, are you this woman's husband? Tommy raised his thumb and slowly dragged it across his lips, his smile growing wider. Henry cocked an eyebrow. Sir? He's not my husband. The woman behind me whispered so quietly I thought I imagined it. I turned and saw her. Mary, standing against the stairs, face pale as fresh snow. Henry went to her and placed a hand on her shoulder. Ma'am, are you feeling okay? What's wrong? Her voice dropped even quieter, her eyes bulging and bloodshot. Mm. Get him out of here, please. Alarm bells were suddenly ringing in my head and I turned back to Tommy, jumping at the sight of him. He had risen and now stood directly in front of me, that smile still plastered on his face. She's just upset right now, he said softly, his voice like soft butter. She doesn't mean that. I looked at Henry and saw he was suddenly on edge as well. Something about this situation, this strange man, the terror in this woman's eyes. It was off, all off. A finger caressing my spine was turning into a claw. What did you do with my daughter? The woman hissed at Tommy. Sir, please step back. I said, placing a hand on my holster. Daughter, was she the one who made the 911 call? Tommy raised his eyebrow at my gesture. Step back. Officer, I'm cooperating and trying to resolve the issue. He looked past me at the woman, Mary. I just want to get back to life with my family. Henry put a hand on Tommy's chest and gently pushed him away from me. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to sit back down until we sort this out. Tommy, still smiling retreated a few paces, but didn't return to the chair. His eyes bore into Mary, something burning between them. Ma'am, it's Mary, correct? Is there a child in the house? I asked softly, standing in front of her to block Tommy from view. She looked up at me, and I saw tears filling her eyes. He 
took her upstairs. And then she covered her face and quietly sobbed. My heart began to beat faster as I looked at Henry. I'll go, he said, pushing past me. As Henry went to the stairs, I turned back to Tommy. Did something happen that I should know about? Tommy's eyes glowed. <laughs> Sir, did you do something? I asked, taking a step forward. Tommy didn't move. I've done a lot of things, officer. Henry thundered upstairs, and I watched Tommy closely to see if he'd give off some kind of reaction. He just kept staring at me, that smile plastered to his face. Is there anyone else in the house? I asked Mary, the hairs on the back of my neck rising. She continued to cry into her hands, clearly in distress, but managed to pull away long enough to mutter. My husband. My daughter. I'm your husband, Tommy said, shaking his head and grinning. He shrugged and tipped me a wink. She gets a little loopy when she's upset. Oh, you know how women are. Suddenly, Mary clenched her fists and began to scream right at Tommy. What did you do to Michael? Where's Lily? What did you do to them? I jumped at her sudden outburst, trying my best to piece together just what exactly was going on here. Before I could say anything else, I heard Henry cry from upstairs. Jesus fucking Christ! What the fuck? I released the strap on my holster, fingers sliding around the grip of my service pistol. Confusion and fear collided inside my mind and it left my head spinning. I shot a look at Tommy who just grinned. I slowly backed up to the foot of the stairs. Henry! Henry, what's going on? My partner came into view on the balcony above, both eyes wide, face white. He leaned over the railing, covered his face with his hands, sucking in air. He was shaking uncontrollably, prayer spewing from his lips in a frantic whisper. Henry! I yelled, keeping my eye on Tommy. Henry pulled his face from his hands, his eyes bloodshot and pointed at Tommy. Cook! Cuff him! Cuff him right now! And then he was racing downstairs, still pointing. You sick fuck! How could you do that? How could you do that to a child? Henry bolted past me, and before I could react, he was tackling Tommy to the ground, spittle flying from his lips. You murderous fuck! They rolled on the floor, grunting, and Henry fought to stay on top. Tommy had stopped smiling, trying his best to resist the onslaught, his mouth a grim line along his smooth face. Mary slumped to the floor, weeping, huddling into herself, panicking, not understanding what was happening. I pulled my gun from my holster and pointed it uselessly at my partner and Tommy. Henry had him flipped over on his stomach now, a knee planted in his back. I retrieved his cuffs and slapped them over Tommy's wrists. You evil bastard. You're gonna die in jail for this. Henry spat, clearly shaken to the core. I stepped forward and pulled him to his feet, trying my best to calm him. Henry, talk to me. What happened? He grit his teeth, squeezing his eyes shut. daughter's dead. Tommy started to laugh. Oh, what a terrible misunderstanding. Despite all appearances, I assure you, she's very much alive. Tommy turned his head back to stare at us. I care deeply about that little girl. I would never kill her. She was just being punished for using the phone. Henry's eyes bulged. Oh my god. And then he tore back up the stairs, screaming to hold on. The world was spinning, the events before me unraveling at a speed I couldn't keep up with. I kept my gun pointed at Tommy, and he glanced at Mary, who was curled up into herself on the floor, sobbing. Where's your husband? I asked, desperate to make sense of something, anything. What the hell is going on here? Mary rocked back and forth, 
her mind quickly disintegrating under the mental agony she had apparently undergone. She didn't answer, and so I got down on one knee and gripped her by the shoulder, spinning her to face me. Mary, where's your husband? Through tear-streaked eyes, she pointed upstairs, her voice cracking and shaking under an avalanche of sorrow. It, it, it took him into the bedroom, I think. And then she was lost to me again. So retreating back into herself. I pushed voice. the brim of my hat up, mouth dry, trying not to look at Tommy who was smiling at me from the floor. Suddenly, Henry's voice blasted down to me from upstairs. Get up here. I need help getting her down. She's still breathing. Hurry. What the hell? Shooting a look at Tommy to make sure he was secure before racing up the stairs. I reached the top and could hear Henry down the hall, struggling with something, but all sounds suddenly faded as my eyes absorbed the scene at the opposite end of the hall from Henry. I was staring into the master bedroom, the corner of the king-sized bed poking into view. Four ornate bedposts rose from each corner, and impaled on one was the husband, upside down. His mouth was split open and his lips kissed the footboard, blood pooling at the base. The wood spire disappeared into his throat and reappeared out of his groin. His body hung completely naked, his skin a mass of bruises and cuts. Blood and shit coated the floor and I took a step back, a scream rising in my throat. What the fuck? The, the fuck? What the fuck? I could hear Henry screaming my name, but the visceral vision held me like a vice. I felt vomit tickle the back of my throat, but found I didn't have the breath to expunge it from my body. Suddenly, a new cry cut the paralysis. A shrill, high-pitched scream. Mary. Something thudded down below, and then I heard a scraping noise like something being dragged across the floor. Mary's screams ceased at almost as soon as they started. Henry was howling to call for backup, for EMTs, but my mind was beginning to strain under the horrors I was experiencing. I blinked and felt dizziness rock me, and I had to catch myself on the wall to keep from falling. I stumbled forward towards the balcony and looked down at where I'd left Tommy. He was gone, along with Mary. Tommy's cuffs lay twisted and broken on the floor. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is happening? I sputtered, and then the power went out. I heard Henry yell in surprise and confusion as I backed up against the far wall, stumbling in the complete darkness. A voice in my head told me that things had just escalated to a level I couldn't contain any longer. Turn the lights back on, Henry called, feeling like I was in a daze. I walked forward and found the railing again. I leaned down into the black, listening for some clue as to where Tommy had gone, my heart thumping in my ears. And then, from the abyss below, <laughs> I stumbled back and crashed down the hall towards Henry and the girl, hands groping and grasping in front of me like a blind man. I found a door and could hear Henry breathing in front of me. I dropped to my knees and called out to him. Suddenly, light blinded me and I raised my hands to my eyes. Henry lowered his flashlight, his face pale and terrified. What the hell is going on? He hissed. I started to answer, but stopped when I saw the little girl he was holding in his arms. She couldn't have been more than five years old. Rope twisted and coiled around her body in knots and leaves that seemed endless. Her eyes were closed and her mouth was sealed with duct tape. I noticed her tiny cheeks were bloated, like her mouth was filled with something. I reached out and ripped the tape off, my fingers coming away bloody. Slowly something began to ooze out of her mouth, a mixture of blood and saliva oh my god henry whispered voice shaking dozens and dozens of sharp tacks poured from her lips and dripped into the carpet 
My eyes met Henry's and he shared a look of absolute horror. Oh. Gently, Henry reached into her mouth and pulled out the remaining ones, tossing them aside with a disgusted grimace. What kind of monster does this? I whispered. That's not the worst of it, Henry said, shaking his head. Look, he lifted her tiny yellow skirt and I felt all life drain from my body in a rush of cold mental agony. Well, well what did it he? How? I mumbled, feeling a lump of fury and sorrow rise in my chest. Henry lowered her skirt. It's going to take a lot to get her right again. Suddenly, in the black beyond the door, we heard the creak of wood as someone ascended the stairs to the second floor. I pulled my gun from its holster and Henry clicked his flashlight off, shuffling against the wall and throwing me a terrified look. Kill that fucker, Henry whispered. I stood, the pistol grip growing sweaty in my hands. With my back flush against the wall, I peeked out into the dark of the hallway. I heard something whisper from the shadows by the top of the stairs. Officer down. Officer down. <laughs> I pulled my flashlight from my belt and readied it in my hands, bringing it under the pistol and pointing it towards the voice. Do it! Henry growled. I clicked the light on, heart sputtering and prepared to shoot, but there was no one there. I swung the beam of light around, jumping at every shadow, but the hall remained empty. I licked my lips and stepped towards the balcony, finger tight against the trigger. Where are you? I whispered to myself, a bead of sweat rolling down my spine. I continued down the hall and stared out over the railing at the foyer below. Everything remained silent and still, not a whisper or sound. Back up is on its way, and recalled softly from behind me. I turned and retreated back to the bedroom. We needed to get the hell out of this house. Sure. I clicked my light off and knelt down beside Henry and the little girl. He shifted her in his arms and passed her to me. I gently accepted the girl, staring down at her bloody, pale face. She looked like she was dead. Tears suddenly budded in my eyes and I squeezed them shut, shaking my head. I know, Henry whispered, his voice cracking. Did you see him out there? Did you see Mary? Where did they go? A voice answered from the end of the hall in the bedroom where the husband was impaled. I'm afraid she had an accident. Henry and I jumped at the sudden noise and our heads turned to stare out into the dark hallway. Two blue eyes glowed at us from the end of the hall, shining like cobalt diamonds. Mary tumbled down the basement stairs and broke her neck. <laughs> Tommy Coon, chuckling. This whole night is turning into a disaster, I'm afraid. Before I could say anything, Henry was on his feet, snarling and pulling his pistol free. He lunged forward and pulled off three shots towards where the eyes were. Darkness swallowed up the blue and we heard the bastard still chuckling from the other room. Stay here, Henry growled. He stepped out into the hallway and closed the bedroom door behind him, enveloping me in complete black. Before the door swung shut, I saw the red and blue light of our backup arrive and spill into the house from downstairs. Henry's footsteps thudded down the hall and I heard him yelling in fury for Tommy. His voice became muffled as he entered the far bedroom. And then, complete silence swept the house once again. So sudden, I sucked in my breath like it was trying to escape. I counted the drum of my heartbeat. One, two, three, four, five... The bedroom door before me exploded in a shower of splinters as Henry was hurled through it, face first. He soundlessly crunched into the opposite wall, and I heard the fatal snap of his spine severing. 